All right, welcome to the program, episode three. Uh, the amount of shit that's changed since episode two. I remember still when we first started recording episode two, it was like, eh, I, we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, we were on our Doomer shit, but it still seemed like a fantasy, almost. All right, it, it, se- it seemed like we were just being Doomers, honestly, right? Nobody else was on board yet. Uh, no. Or very now, few. Now everybody's right. on. Everybody's come around. Yeah, and, yeah, and now there's a Washington Post article <laughs> trending on Twitter that with the headline, Coronavirus Will Radically Alter the U.S., yeah, well, and it's like yeah, we we been knew that. <laughs> um, that's not from Corona. That's not from Corona. Um, I just, yeah, that's I've, right. Uh, yeah, I remember you. Uh, there was early or late breaking news in the middle of recording last week where you said your mom had a what sore throat. Yeah, yeah. But How's I, that? Is she reco- she recovered? Yeah, we all seem fine. We all seem fine here. All right, good. Um, good. I, I keep coughing a lot, but I don't have a fever or anything. I think it's honestly just acid reflux. Because um, I do have GERD, but oh, like, great. when I'm on my diet and getting exercise and stuff, it's like, and and I sleep with a elevated bed. Like I put pillow, right. I put pillows under my mattress and I have a wedge. Um, right. It goes away. But now I'm on quarantine diet, which is just eating constantly out of boredom and anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and it's all shit that you eat. And getting drunk like almost every night and drinking yeah, right. huge amounts of wine. So my right. my my acid reflux is like on fucking eleven. Kick, kicked into overdrive, yeah, right. Fucking zooted off of stomach acid. <laughs> so I think that's well, what, uh, that's what's causing my cough. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll have a running a running tally on yeah. on on how many fucking podcast guests have coronavirus. I feel I feel uh, I you know being a doomer, I quarantined way early, right? Like, oh, of course, yeah. This week, my company, uh, not my company, but where I work, my employer, uh, went to work from home, universal work from home. Uh, but the the week before. I stopped going in on Tuesday. I was like, I don't, I don't care if I can't work from home. I'm just taking all my fucking PTO because I'm not coming yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I started isolating almost two weeks ago. We stocked up on food like well before the panic buying started. So, you know, uh, yeah, I've spent, I've, I've spent my whole life developing an extreme level of neuroticism uh, that finally is paying off in this moment. <laughs> you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah. You you started the group chat because of this, and you, you needed to share your paranoia with everyone else. Yeah. And now, and the the reception of people in the group chat has been great. To yeah. Paranoia. No, I mean it was good. Yeah, to, good to find the other doomers. Um, yeah. But you know, everybody's everybody's coming along now. Yeah. Uh, you um, is your workplace paying you to be home? Are 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 they paying you to self isolate now? Uh, for now, yeah. Like we are, we're all working from home, but we're like working. Oh, that's right. So they're doing remote. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I work for an internet service provider, so like. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of what you can do is remote. Then. Yeah, it's a fake job. It's um, it's not a real job. Like, you know, grocery store delivery driver, sanitation yeah, right. worker. You know, like right. the stuff that actually keeps society running. I mean, people do need internet. Uh, obviously that oh, without a doubt yeah i mean if, if internet were to go down now we'd be fucking i mean 
it, that 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 might be what pushes us over the edge. Honestly, having yeah. to live without internet right now. Now I can't even fathom. Uh, now the thing is, while internet is important, it the company I work for. Well, first of all, I'm a salesperson, so fake job doesn't need to oh, exist. Right? Yeah, you're not okay. <laughs> I'm not like making sure the internet stays on. I'm just trying to sell yeah, to people. Yeah. And literally, my company has been pushing like talk to our, talk to all of our existing customers about COVID and be like, hey, you probably need more internet right now to work from home. Like, um, get up and running. <laughs> You're trying to upsell to get yeah, people to work yes, from home. Yes, absolutely. We are, <laughs> it's great. Like great. literally, the instructions from above are uh, use COVID to scare people into buying bigger bandwidth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking love capital. You got it, boss. Don't fire me. I'll do whatever you need. <laughs> Yeah. I get, hey, I mean, I closed a deal last week, which I, I was surprised that I did that. So I guess it's working to some extent. But and, you know, I'm uh, shame, I'm shameless. Paying the bills. Hey, yeah, I'm also like, I got to get as much money as possible before we all get laid off. Oh, yeah, we are definitely yeah. pretty much all going to lose our jobs. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if it if it continues as bad as it is now. I mean, the, the like sober economists are currently predicting 20 percent, 25 percent unemployment within a few months right yeah and again i am all uh, once once more ahead of the curve on predicting further disaster so i think it's going to be over 30 percent personally i think 50 percent is not implausible everybody is currently saying i'm an insane person and i'm an idiot for predicting that so we'll see but I don't want to call you an idiot, but I I also don't want to acknowledge the possibility that 50% of the people live in the country will be without work. I mean, I just feel like everyone in retail, everyone in hospitality is going to be unemployed. And that's like, that's like 20% of the workforce just in those (laughs) two industries. Seriously, literally. Yeah. Uh, And then you have to expect Walmart will close eventually. The only industries I see being really uh, resistant to layoffs are going to be government as long as they do add stimulus, right? Uh, right. But, I mean, local and state governments might struggle unless the federal government gives them enough assistance, but generally government workers should be mostly immune to this. That said, and agri- agriculture, you know, the uh, Amazons of the world, delivery and, and logistics and kind of stuff will probably be fine. Should be, yeah, because we're still going to work. I mean, uh, we're still going to be buying shit on Amazon as long as we have money. But, you know, all that adds up to is like 30% of the workforce in those like (laughs) highly resistant industries that are likely likely to remain intact or even maybe add some jobs. But, um, you know, even healthcare, I think, could potentially be impacted negatively for employment. On the one hand, we need doctors and nurses, but how many dentists are going to lay off their dental assistants because nobody well, that's gonna true, be, yeah, nobody's going right. to be fucking getting their teeth cleaned for the next six months a yeah. um my wife was in a car accident i'll just interject here she was in a, we were in a car accident last october and she's still recovering and she's going to like medically necessary massages and chiropractor's offices and those are all closed for the foreseeable future now right exactly so, so yeah how, how many of those are going to be able to stay in business physical right? therapists uh like there's a lot of stuff that can't be done as telemedicine that is also not necessary for covid and will be shut down so even the healthcare sector which is one of the fastest growing in the country 
uh, I think we'll probably lose lose some jobs. Education is another one. As everybody goes to all the schools getting shut down, like all the substitute teachers I know have been laid off, right? So far, tenured teachers are seemingly safe, but adjuncts and substitutes, uh, and you know, depending on how long this lasts, they might even start laying off full-time teachers as well because they've always wanted you know the the ruling class has always loved this idea of going to remote education done over the web and oh, yeah. you know having one teacher broadcast lectures to like yeah yeah a hundred thousand people <laughs> and then have a bunch of poorly paid graders or or better yet if they can do ai to grade people's work right so they've been wanting right. to cut education employment numbers for a long time. And this might be an opportunity. I mean, charter schools, those teachers are fucked. So yeah, yeah it's like the, um, uh, the, the idea of like the uh, panopticon is kind of uh, ha- has aged, has aged out right now. Now we're looking at like a virtual panopticon really. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it'll be, it'll be much easier to oversee everything being taught. when, like you said, there's one person teaching like a hundred thousand people via webcast. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. It just seems a uh, construction will be devastated. Yeah. That's, that's my, uh, uh, my, my, my dad works for a contractor and they're still going to work now because it's one of the, it's, it, they're one of the sectors that are able to stay in work now. Cause they work outside. At, yeah. It's, that's like, I, I work at a university, but I work outside. So I'll, I'll be continuing to work probably. I mean, it, it, it'd be hard for them to imagine sin, like shutting down a, a university. Yeah. That would be hard for me to imagine, especially and, when you get into the second half of this semester. Uh, it, it, it'd be hard for me to imagine it. So yeah, exactly. I mean, for now, for now, but, but eventually this stuff will ripple through because you know, 20% of the workforce is going to be laid off within probably a month. And yeah, probably by the end of April. Yeah. And they stop spending money. And so then professional services where people can work from home are going to start, they're, they're going to get hit later, but as customers dry up, like I know a bunch of advertising agencies, cause my dad works in advertising and a bunch of agencies are already laying people off. Right. I mean, sure, especially sure. if they're doing advertising for entertainment, like no movies are coming out in theaters anymore. Like, yeah, nope. In fact, like movie theaters might not come back from this, except maybe specialty theaters that yeah, people treat. I, yeah, I, I, like I hadn't one, really thought of that. And um, they uh, when you consider like uh, the the studio that was releasing Invisible Man and if all these things sent it out to digital. Yeah. Same day as theatrical, right? And so that that's that's kind of like the side effect of Netflix of uh, Netflix and stuff is that now when it when it becomes uh, more financially prudent for studios to release day of on streaming services, yeah, and in theaters now, what reason do they have to go back? Because they're going to get huge numbers, and you know uh, we're right. going to be laying around for so long. I'm going to watch those movies. Why why split any of the revenue with? movie theater companies when you can yeah, right. do digital and keep it all. And they're still trying to charge. We'll see how, how this works out, but they are trying to charge right now, like ticket yeah, prices, yep, yep. Right, right. To see these movies. So yeah, it, on, on some level, you wonder if they'll ever go back to the old model. And, and, and again, even the, 
like I'm lucky to work for one of the most insulated type of companies, a utility, right? Yeah, right. But most of the workforce at this company is salespeople, literally. Uh, and for now, we're okay. But what happens when, even if even if the existing customers largely remain customers and you have a reliable revenue stream, it's not like a restaurant where all of a sudden your business can just drop off instantly, right? This is something yep. people are in three-year contracts and they pay every month. You know, it's 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 much more reliable, predictable revenue. But if you have, you know, all of these salespeople who are no longer able to bring in new business because nobody's going to be fucking upgrading their infrastructure if they can avoid yeah, it. Right. right. And, and a bunch of businesses are just going to close altogether. Then why would you keep paying the salespeople if they're not bringing in new revenue? You, you know, you could cut it by 90% and have 10% of people handle the existing customers and just give up on, on new revenue. Yeah. Sales probably be the first department to go. Yeah. And a lot for, of these, for a, for a utility like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So even in these fairly insulated industries, right, there are going to be sections of their workforce that are expendable. So I don't know. I just, I just don't see how we don't experience well over 20% unemployment when retail and hospitality alone are 20% of the workforce by themselves. Yeah. Not each and together. That's it's, 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 it's troublesome that the, the, I like flattening the curve is, is the, the main plan right now. But when you do that, the entire outbreak lasts longer. It doesn't affect healthcare as much, but the yeah. entire thing lasts longer before it, before it uh, kind of, quote unquote ends. So in, in reality, if we were to flatten the curve, uh, you're looking at maybe even like a larger financial impact. Yeah. Honestly, because I mean, you've got to, you know, we're not at the apex of this, not even close yet. So if, if we were to flatten the curve from here, it's only going to continue to get worse. And then it's going to be God. I mean, it could be the end of this year before, before we have a vaccine. Or you know, even we'll, later, we'll, potentially, it could be next year. Yeah, spring. right. So, right. oh my God, I just, I'm on Twitter and somebody uh, retweeted an article from Slate from January 25th, where the headline is, China has effectively quarantined 35 billion people. That's alarming. <laughs> that has aged very fucking poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fucking US media. So I'm I'm going full doom and I'm also putting as much money into the market as possible betting. Keep buying puts. I think I, and there's still no way it goes up from here. Yeah. This way I lost some money this week because weirdly people were buying stocks Thursday and Friday to some extent. Yeah. There was that, that little rally. And then on Friday it fell again. It did. Although I had, well, what did, did you sell before then? Uh, yeah, because or, when did your puts expire? I did. Well, yeah, I had some puts expiring Friday that expired out of the money. So oh, even, even even though it went down, luck. I didn't it didn't go down enough. Right. Because I bought them right, Thursday right. before the rally. Anyway, so I lost right. some money, but I'm still up a lot. And this week, I think, is going to be. Meltdown. And I think next honestly week will yeah, be even I, more meltdown. I was, was watching CSM or uh, uh, CNBC all last week. And on Monday, 
it hit 7% like the second. Uh, well, the, the S&P had dropped 7% like the second the market opened. Yep. And I watched the rest of the day, Monday and Tuesday, to see if it would ever hit 13%. And it always bounced off of that 7% number. But the way things keep going, there's there's no there's no reason to think that it would that it would bounce again off the seven percent. Yeah, I mean, it might bounce off the thirteen percent breaker. That that would be more believable to me. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I, I don't claim to be an expert, but it, there, it still seems like there's only one way to go from here. It really it's does, and I think especially also in given that New York is kind of the epicenter of the worst of it currently. Right. That's where all the bankers live. That's where all the investment hedge funds, uh, right. investment banks are. Once they start seeing literally like their coworkers dying in overflowing hospitals, because at a certain point, even the rich, there's only so many ventilators that exist. Yeah, right. And even people on ventilators don't always make it. Even people with really good care don't always make it. And the kind of people who work on Wall Street are generally older. Rich people tend to skew, skew much older. So once they see it up close, they're going to freak out and sell everything. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And th- there was like an article, maybe like the end of the week before last, where they were talking about, uh, oh my God, Italy's having to triage and uh, they're going to, they're, they're having to determine who lives and who dies. And I was like, that's going to be us in like less than a month. We'll be there. Yeah. And some, and some, and some places. And you know, inshallah, the, some of that triage will not have to do with money and a bunch of rich people are going to find out that when society when society doesn't let you just buy the best level of care you know you're vulnerable with the rest (laughs) i i have i have doubts though i do i mean yeah unfortunately i I do too you consider up to now how easy it is for rich people to access tests i mean they'll definitely be less affected but i'm hoping Here's here's where I'm a little optimistic instead of a complete doomer. I'm hoping they suffer close to as much as the rest of us. They're not going to suffer more, unfortunately. But even if it was yeah. just, even if they were, I just like bursting their bubble of invulnerability. And COVID well, can do there that. Is, there is some good news about that because I saw an LA Times article this week where it said they pretty much, uh, I think it said they had given up trying to uh to test people and in they, la they said yeah if yeah in la if you have symptoms they're not going to test you they're just going to treat you as if you're presumptive positive yeah which i mean and that's the thing of uh, this thing about this is that a lot of old people will present with fever and pneumonia right though if, if you present with pneumonia and you're old you're probably going to die if you have corona at that point well, especially and if so, they start rationing care like Italy. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, are right. there are hospitals in Italy where if you're over like 50, they just give you palliative care. And, and if you get better on your own, you get better on your own. If not, you're you're not even getting extensive treatment. Of a, a ventilator. Yeah, they're that, just kind of keeping you alive. They're reserved. And, like you, you'll get oxygen and morphine and that's about it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. They're, insane. They're just. Right. But I, I mean, yeah. like, what else can they do? I'm not. You saying have to do it. No. Uh, I'm not saying it's like insane in an immoral way, but it's insane that it's come to that already. And it happened. This all happened within the span of like a month. And they right two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, it's I, I feel fucking crazy looking back on two weeks ago, dude. March 9th 
which is only 12 days ago, not even a full two weeks. They had, let me confirm this, but I believe 49 deaths in the last, in the previous 24 hours in Italy. Right. So 49 deaths in 24 hours on March 9th. March 12th, today, I mean, 20... What's that? 21st, yeah. No, sorry, 12 days later, March 21st. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. um, It's almost 800. Yes, it was like 750 or something like that. Okay, sorry, no. March 9th, they had 97 deaths. Um, Which is still... That's not nothing, but like the hospitals were not overwhelmed entirely at that point. Yeah, yeah, not not quite yet. Yeah, but now the daily total for today is seven hundred and ninety-eight. Yeah, so, and that that number keeps trending upwards. So the amount of new deaths daily in twelve days, the number of people dying every day has gone up eight hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, no, you, uh, when you say it that way. 700%, sorry. It's it's eight times what it was. It's increased 700%. So we are probably about where they were on like March 7th. That's believable. Yeah. And I I think that I think that around the beginning of March is when they decided to go ahead and lock down all of northern Italy, right? Yeah, yeah. So And as far as I know now, we haven't taken that level of uh kind of preventative measure yet as far as i as far as i can see anyway looks like i think it. jay inslee in washington decided that uh, washington state pretty much shut everything down didn't they yeah and new york will soon they're keeping rumors right. about national lockdown but so far it just there, there's not like confirmation yeah and uh, have you seen these posts about uh APCs on trains being moved through metropolitan areas and stuff. Yeah. Now, on the one hand, they do that from time to time. Like I've seen, yeah, that people... that kind of thing happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've seen people. I mean, sorry, not people. I mean, I like sometimes you get stopped on the train tracks and a bunch of tanks roll by. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything, but also maybe it does. Yeah, I, I look in every thread, and the first comment is always like, oh my god, it's happening, this is it! And then the second comment is always like, this kind of thing happens all the time, or this footage is old, and shit right. like that. And right. my 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 conspiracy brain is uh, just haywire right now. Yeah. Because, because of all the rumors about martial law, you know, actual martial law, not the guy from fucking street fighter <laughs> that that uh marco rubio talked about yeah um all the rumors about like a national lockdown and a you know using martial law to enforce that there are there's still all rumors and then i see shit like this and i just have to log off for a little bit i mean it depends also what exactly they mobilized the military for like in italy in bergamo they brought in the military to take out bodies to be cremated elsewhere because the morgues and the crematoriums couldn't keep up with the pace of death. Right. So there, there, you know, this Washington post article said, I think it was this article said it's, it's unlikely that you would have police or national guard going door to door checking if people are sick. Yeah. Which I guess it sounds unlikely, but with the pace things are moving at, we could be looking back at this next weekend 
and be like, remember when we thought that would never happen? Yeah. Because it's, this is a very, uh, it's a, it's a good time for someone to take advantage of this, you know, as uh, in a, in a bad way. And this, the, I, I'm just not sure that the GOP is smart enough or frankly evil enough to, to, uh, to use this as a moment to springboard into fascism. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. As far as this being the end of, you know, basically of our democracy. I'm still not there yet. I am. Well, of course, of course <laughs> you are. Yeah, that's not a surprise at all. Yeah. Dude, systems collapse. <laughs> systems collapse. This is the bronze bronze age collapse. Um, it just it it depends how hard the real economy is hit and it depends how it depends how quickly consumable goods will be or or will be you know diminished and will run out right so initially we're probably going to face a deflationary crisis because of the massive reduction in demand but eventually when the crisis abates and people start wanting to spend money but there's now a shortage of almost every conceivable type of goods then you have potentially a hyperinflationary crisis, which that makes sense. It's not really caused by money printing. It's caused by the fact that there genuinely is not enough stuff to meet people's demand. Uh, yeah. I did. I did hear and caveat. This is like someone saying, "I have a friend who." So I don't know how much to believe this, but in the DMs on Twitter, someone was saying they have a friend in the main you know, agricultural state board or whatever. Right. And they're already warning of possible food shortages up there. Because really in Maine. Yeah. Because of the loss of agricultural workers. So again, I'm not, I'm not saying I necessarily believe that, but it could could totally just be a rumor. Yeah. It's also not out of the realm of possibility though. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And if we get more confirmed reports along those lines, when people can't afford, when there's not enough bread to go around, then you have an, then then you have hyperinflation. Yeah, right. Whether the gov- whether the government prints additional money or not. Yeah, it, there's, when there's nothing you can when there's nothing you can buy, the price will yeah you know, the price will increase so much that money is is kind of meaningless. Right, and that's when communism and price controls and a centrally planned economy is extremely preferable because. Well, uh, yeah, I would I would say required. Yeah, because even if you don't have enough to meet people's demand, uh, money in ca- capitalist economies, markets are, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a system for allocating resources. And the choice of how resources are allocated is determined by how much money people have. People with more money right. get more stuff. At the end of the day, that's really what it boils down to. Now. Yeah. Under communism, if you have price controls, if you have limits on how much people can buy, if you really control people's economic activity in great detail, then how resources are allocated, even even if it's not enough resources to meet people's demand, can be allocated equitably. It it doesn't have to be allocated according to money. It can be allocated according to first come, first serve. It can be allocated according to quotas. Need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... That is a much more orderly system. Even if there are breadlines, if it's a communist system and 
the amount of bread everyone gets is fixed at an equal level, there might be a line, but you're still going to get some bread. You're not going to get no right. bread, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And the economy doesn't completely shut down. So, yeah, again, this virus is so weirdly... You, you wonder if it is somewhat unique to this virus or any pandemic would have done this to us, but it seems almost targeted to put stress on liberal capitalist economies and liberal bourgeois democracies in a way that is is shocking. It's I mean, we know that these systems are brittle and they haven't dealt with a genuine shock to the system that isn't self-inflicted like I was talking about last week. But yeah, still, I mean, yeah, we, we we've, we've known it we've known it wasn't capable of dealing with a with a problem of this magnitude, but I think at the beginning we didn't realize that this problem would be of this magnitude. Right. And it is still shocking the extent to which this thing is like a fucking bullseye at all of the weaknesses of our system. <laughs> right. It checks all the boxes. Our yep. economic systems, our political systems, our cultural systems, like everything. It's Yeah, you can you can kinda you can just scroll down Twitter and be like, yep, saw that coming. Yep, saw that coming. Yep, and- saw that coming. And it sucks because the way this is happening is by a crisis in which a lot of people die. And it's not people's fault. It's the system's fault. And yeah, I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be right about this. Right. And, <laughs> you and, know, if, if I could live the rest of my life and at the end of the day, look back and be like, damn, none of that shit was true. Liberalism's actually OK. That would right, be great. Right. Right. And. You know, all the people who are like, oh, you know, birds are coming back and the rivers are clean. It turns out humans were the virus, not Corona. It's like, no, it's not humans. What? Because all of the humans are still here at the end of the day. <laughs> Basically, just capital. Not that many people have died in absolute terms yet. Yeah, but not it, yet. It just brought capitalist consumption and and extractive ecological destruction to a grinding halt. Yep. But it's unfortunate that the virus is attacking the system by causing death. Yeah, and if you know, if I, I guess we can end this first segment by talking about the kind of uh, uh, ecological impact of this, because uh, one of the big talking points of the election that now seems it's it's like in the ba- it's on the back burner now. Honestly, it's so weird. But what, what one of the big talking points was the Green New Deal. And if if we were to recover from this in a, in a somewhat stable condition by the end of this year, let's say probably best case scenario, by the end of this year, everything's quote unquote back to normal. If, you know, people have died, our economy took a hit, but we rallied back and we took care of it. Right. The economy would be in such shape that that it would be like un- unthinkable to pass such a sweeping piece of legislation. Well, I'm not sure about right. that because look at the Great Depression and the giant programs to employ people to build infrastructure as a response. Yeah, well, I mean, it 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 depends who's who's uh, the president after this. Yeah, like what who who is who's the group of people choosing how to employ people with government money because it could be the perfect time for a green new deal putting people to work who have been uh uh 
who've lost their jobs due to the crisis, putting them to work, building renewable energy, retrofitting buildings to make them more energy efficient, building public transportation so that people don't have to drive cars. Like this could be the perfect moment for that if the right people are in charge. Right. But But I I just, you know, obviously doubt that the the right people won't be in charge. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's going to either be Biden or Trump. Right. For the well, next four years. I don't know. I think Biden's fucking dead. <laughs> we haven't seen this motherfucker in like four days. Yeah, it is it's weird. He's like doing it. He's doing social isolation from the fucking uh, the, the presidential campaign. I, like it's literally it's, it's so weird. He's just gone. Yeah. He's literally. What if he is actually dead? God, he's disappeared from what the fuck? Pub, the public eye at the worst possible time. Yeah. Totally disappeared, has zero leadership or, you know, kind of morale boost. He's nothing. He's just not there. Yeah. How do you, and, you know, how, it's so how, weird, man. How do you completely abdicate responsibility in a time like this, especially if you're running for president on the premise that you are the get shit done guy, the steady hand at the tiller? Yeah, well, right. And in the middle of a crisis, you just completely abdicate responsibility. The, the problem is that I, I just I'm I'm scared that the uh, primary is too far gone now for people to realize what's happening. Well, not if he's dead. Well, yeah, I mean, if he if he literally dies, then yeah. Yeah, I think Bernie should stay in as long as possible. So I think he will, too. He did last time. Yeah. I, yeah. So and uh, he, he's already getting flat to drop. Well, obviously, he's getting flat to drop out. He's getting that after Super Tuesday. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, the more he stays in, the the better example it sets for him as far as uh, leadership. Because Biden has once again sh- uh, shit the bed on that. Yeah. Oh, and, and Rashida Tlaib, who is always wonderful, just yeah. pro- just proposed a bill that would fund all the stimulus measures and relief measures uh, which of course she wrote as being incredibly generous in her bill by minting uh two trillion dollar coins which i fucking love yeah, right I, yeah I, that you, didn't you basically say that yeah i said the, you, you, i said, said the government like, should just, like... they should just fucking print money and talib is such a boss she actually wrote a bill proposing that that i'm sure yeah a, yeah, a two trillion dollar coin stick it in the reserve yeah you're yeah. good yeah oh it'd be so dope it's definitely not going to happen be, yeah, because but, everyone in Congress is a fucking coward except for like her and Ilhan. Yeah. But every MMT nerd could take a victory lap. Yeah. After that. It's we, you proved it worked. Rashida Tlaib for president. I'd vote for her over Bernie. Uh, yeah, probably. She's she, not. She, she's, she, she's honestly more of a socialist and more anti-imperialist. And younger, which needs to be said. Yeah. And a woman less likely to die of COVID. That's right. Like, yeah, a forty. Wait, so wait, so wait, so the numbers are favoring men to die now. It still seems to be the case, even in Italy, as well as like we thought China might have been due to the smoking uh, differential between men and women. May, way higher percentage of men smoke than women in China. There is oh, sure. more men smoke than women in Italy, but the overall smoking rate is lower, and the difference between the smoking rates of men and women is much smaller. And yet we're still seeing a pronounced difference in how much more likely men are to die. So we don't know why, but it does seem like there's actually a risk factor to being male for whatever reason. Sounds good to me. 
Yeah, dude, kill off all sure, the Sure, why not? Kill off all the old men yeah. and uh in Congress and maybe we can actually get some shit done. Yeah. Unironically. Yeah, like ironically. I don't want to be glib about actual real human beings with souls dying. Yeah, those people are uh, they're they're so far gone from Yeah, the boomer remover you know. stuff is abhorrent. I do not support that. But I no. do I do 100% look forward to with no reservation uh as much of Congress getting wiped out as possible. Sure. God, I hope Pelosi uh, yeah. and Schumer get it. I hope Pelosi and Schumer get it. God, well, bad. I mean, that's just that's like we're we're all we're all quarantined. Uh, the government has taken the the steps necessary to prevent this from being the end of our world as we know it, and we're all kicking back watching TV and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi get COVID and die. Oh, God, that would what be a dream! It would be such a fucking dream. Like there has to yeah. be something redemptive about this crisis. We we need some we need a win here. We do. We do. And that's the win is these fucking ghouls catching it and dying. Is Something to keep people's hopes up. <laughs> right. All right, let's uh let's take a break and get carry on. All right. And we'll we'll talk we'll we'll, we'll talk about a, a more kind of narrow point of view on this. We'll see how Cuba is doing. Yeah. I wanted to do a Cuba ep a couple weeks ago. Uh Cuba politics ep. But now it's uh we're gonna we'll talk about how they're once again proving to be uh incredibly generous and kind of uh uh angelic in sending all these doctors yeah across the world to fight. Uh be right back. Welcome back. Uh, Carrie Hernandez is here. Carrie, hi. Hello. Um, we are. I I talked to you a while back about doing a Cuba episode because I didn't want it to be two fucking gringos talking <laughs> out of the out of our asses, which which is a nice subtitle for this podcast, truly. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, the original topic was going to be about like why people miss or like why people have misunderstood Cuba for so long. And then that kind of faded away, and now that we're in full blown panic mode, um, it's another it's another good time to talk about Cuba because they are once again proving to be exemplary as far as how we should handle this medically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What um? Can, do, you, do you have any idea about like the history of medical internationalism? In I Cuba? mean, generally, no, not really. Like apart from the type of stuff in the article that you gave me not really um i'm yeah, familiar the, with like, the internal work oh that's good then yeah we, we will we will get to that but I, I yeah the article is from the bbc and uh it was titled like the something like the dark truth behind uh cuba medicine or some shit and yeah. it's just it's a few anecdotes of people who because when you become a doctor in Cuba, at least this article says you're pretty much expected to do like an, an externship in a foreign in a foreign country, which sounds good to me. But uh, 
th- this article says that these people went to this one person went to Kenya, one person went to like Syria, and the conditions were so bad that they uh they I guess defected or some shit. There there was one doctor who I think was in uh South Korea or something, I think, and they she like defected across the border or some shit and chose to not be Cuban anymore. But I, I think in general this article is a bad example of Cuban medical internationalism. Right. I mean, it just seems like accounts from people that had a bad time being in war torn areas, which is kind of expected, right? <laughs> yeah, I I mean yeah, if 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 you sign if you sign me up to do like emergency fucking triage in Syria, it's, I'm probably going to have a, a miserable time Yeah, yeah. trying to sew people's limbs back on or some shit. And uh, I know in the Ebola, the Ebola outbreak, which thankfully never really, and it never blew up to this degree, obviously, they they were a huge help. Yeah. I remember that for sure. Yeah, they sent like 500 doctors, didn't they? To yeah. West Africa. Yeah. And we're, we're a large part uh and in, in why Ebola never reached this level of kind of panic. I remember at the time seeing articles. Also, also when Bolsonaro kicked out all the Cuban doctors, the same type of articles where they're like Cuba's insidious, you know, plan to curry favor by sending doctors to places. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're bribing them with doctors. <laughs> and I actually, there was something just like that as well with, uh, China, China, you know, China's been sending, of course, a bunch of supplies and money and uh, experts who have been dealing with COVID, doctors and nurses yeah, who have seen it yeah, up They're doing close. everything they can globally. And they're, they're sending people to Italy. They're sending people to, uh, I think I think I saw something in Pakistan, maybe. Anyway, they're sending doctors all over the place and supplies. And there was literally an article I saw possibly from the economist which is always a safe bet because they are incredibly sinophobic and it was like china china sends supplies to curry favor and increase influence (laughs) god it's like how yeah um there there was there was one line there was one thing in this bbc article one of the things i talked about was that uh apparently they they're they're under like armed guard like like armed Cuban guard when they're abroad, and some people were saying they felt like they're being spied on and all that. Well, if you're if you're a Cuba or if you're if you're a, a surgeon or a doctor on like a foreign uh, aid mission, you should expect to have you know friendly guard there with you. Yeah, I mean they also ended up fucking defecting. You said so. Obviously, they were right to have people spying on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they say it sounds pretty counter-revolutionary to me. Yeah, and uh, it's especially just... if they're in a like a place that's an active war zone or something, why would they not have? Yeah, I mean, you, you're there working in like a fucking hut. You want people to be there looking after you. Yeah, I don't know this. The it, this art the article was trash, and I wanted to bring it up. I'll link it in the episode description. Everybody can go laugh at it themselves. <laughs> But uh, internally speaking, I saw that this was of like, yes, as of this morning, I think they have 21 confirmed cases is all. Oh, really? That's it? Well, there are 716 people hospitalized on suspicion of having it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's a a substantially larger number. But yeah, um, 
uh, go ahead uh, to talk a little bit about how they're handling it internally. Um, something that I saw that was really interesting that I wanted to talk to you guys about was about the cruise ship that they accepted. Did you guys see that? Yeah. I didn't. There was a I British didn't. cruise ship that no other country would accept because I think um, they had like 50 to 100 passengers and crew that had symptoms or were actually confirmed to have coronavirus. And Cuba was the only place that ended up accepting them, all 1,000 people. Yeah, they were getting turned away from like all the other Caribbean islands and the U.S. Everybody was like, we don't want fucking want them. Right, yeah. It's literally yeah, like... That, uh, that, that checks out with Cuba, honestly. It reminds me yeah. of... It reminds me of, uh, you know, like refugee ships in World War II getting turned away from many different countries. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. It's just they, that- um... There were some people complaining internally that they hadn't responded quick enough, but they also just now kind of closed, closed off the island for tourism. Oh, did they? Yeah, this was like just now. That's going to hurt a lot of people probably. I mean, obviously it has to be done, but. Yeah, Yeah. that's like, uh, there, there are people who were like the, um, (laughs) the, I think it was the foreign ambassador to the U.S. said that. Uh, like a huge portion of Cuba's income comes from tourism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they felt like it was the the only decision that could be made. Oh yeah, probably I'm right. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. They're only going to let like Cubans returning home back in. That's crazy. Yep. I wonder how long that's going to be in effect. I mean, that's what I don't know. I I feel like every country should just do that so this stops spreading. Yeah, and I mean, we, we just we have no. We have no way of knowing how long it'll last, and so so countries like Cuba that rely so much on tourism could could end up being totally devastated from this. You know, e- even if they mitigate the amount of like deaths and the amount like the personal toll that it'll take, right? Economically speaking, they could end up devastated. Yeah. So we um we were talking about this well, Washington Post article. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Yeah. I was thinking Cuba is probably in a better position economically than most countries. A, because of communism and central planning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And B, you know, because of the decades of embargoes, they've had to become much more reliant upon their own domestic production abilities. And I'm sure they'll That's need true. to shut down a lot of their internal industry just like everybody else, but they'll be able to ramp up much faster afterwards and not be as dependent upon global supply chains that are vulnerable to disruption. So in addition to being well positioned in terms of their incredible healthcare system and their ability to organize society to respond to disasters, they are probably economically much more insulated from this than most countries. So it really seems like states that have a high degree of centralized, organized bureaucracy and economic central planning are positioned the best to come out of this, which, you know, of course, most people are going to refuse to admit it, but it points pretty clearly to the superior nature of those kinds of ways of organizing society. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's already happened in China to a certain extent. They're already recovering as, I mean, you know, if, if they're, if their press is to be believed, which I, I think, I think this noise that, uh, I don't believe anything they've said about that shit is very sinophobic for sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like it's red scare bullshit. It's also the classic U.S. thing of projection, right? Because what we're doing, we were literally suppressing information 
and testing so that people would think there was <laughs> less yeah. happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, a, a month ago, uh, tr- Trump was on TV saying, everybody just live your life as normal. We'll be totally fine. Don't worry about it. Right. And the U.S. And now always, <laughs> the U.S. always reliably accuses other people of what the U.S. is doing. We've been we've yeah. been doing yeah. we've been doing that for decades. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I was I was I was reading through Chomsky's uh, failed states, and it's it, it's uh, he goes into that exact thing basically, which is that all all this shit that we accuse other states of doing, we've always done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the it's Washington Post article that came out today. Where where people uh, where everybody is basically on the same level of panic than we are that we are now. They were uh, people are now like officially predicting worst state or worst case scenarios of like right at two million dead. Oh really? Which still seems still seems far off the worst case scenario. It seems low to me. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> seems God. always going to be like it seems low. It, 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 anything anyone predicts that isn't total societal collapse will seem low <laughs> to, yeah. to say. That's pretty much my my point of view. Yeah. yeah we uh, let's see. Let's see you said two million dead or two million infected. No, two million dead. Cool, 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 cool. By the time this is all over, <laughs> yeah. By the time it's all over, right? I'm still predicting five. I'm still predicting five. I was talking on Facebook last weekend. Uh, somebody was asking, like, what realistically do you think would happen? It was that he didn't even ask me. It was some other person who I worked with, like, years ago. Somebody asked, like, hmm, what do you think will happen? And I, of course, had to jump right in. And I said, well, worst case scenario, 20 million dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. And the guy, the guy was like, don't you think that's a little extreme? And I said, why is it extreme if these, you know, that, that I was talking about like the R not and about how, oh, every person who gets it will infect 2.2 other people. And then if you look at the death rate. And so I, I was trying to uh, to doomer to doomerize some people who have no <laughs> business being doomerized. I mean, doomerize people, people uh, forget that the worst case estimates in terms of percentages, right, are like 70 percent of people get infected and the case fatality rate is 3%. Those are those are the worst case scenarios proposed by experts currently. Yeah. And uh that would still amount to like 7 million dead in America. Right. God. So that's not even out of the realm of possibility as far as experts are concerned. And I I, I think people are underplaying the case fatality rate. Like so many people are saying so authoritatively, "Oh, it's going to be like 1%." It's like you don't know that. Yeah, we 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 have literally no way to tell what the case fatality rate is because yeah. it's it, the numbers change so much daily, and because we were so unprepared test wise to know how many at, people have it right now. Right, and people look at South Korea. It's always the one example given of like, well, they do the most testing and they have the lowest death rate, and that's true. But also, they have if you adjust their mortality rate for age. It's a significantly higher death rate because such a huge proportion of their cases were 20-somethings because of that crazy church. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and then there's now there was a there is I, this is probably just a, a measure to get uh, young people to take it more seriously. But the, there's there were warnings now that, you know, apparently somebody 31 years old died recently. Oh, God. I think yeah. in Italy. Hold on. 
I want to. I want to double check that. Did you guys, um, while you're looking that up, did you see that article about the two uh, Chinese young women that got it? It was like two oh. health professionals. That was definitely no, like, to read. Oh god, it was it was horrific. It was tracking the spread of like how it went from like day one to like the end. One of them died and one of them didn't, and they both have like young kids. It was just really heartbreaking. Yeah, wow. it was it was really sad. Yeah, I mean, young people are dying. Like, I think the one who died was 29. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's one it's one thing to be to be young and healthy, but there are a lot of people with uh, underlying risk factors that, that may not realize that even though you're young, you're still signi- you know, at significant risk. Yeah. I mean, like, Americans in general aren't particularly healthy. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, and, you yeah, know, it's but- like uh, <laughs> these people on spring break were saying, if I get Corona, I get Corona. And it's like, you're out, you're out there uh, compromising your liver right now yeah. by getting drunk as fuck every night. And if if you catch this before you have a chance to recover, you're not guaranteed to die. Uh, I I you know you're also far and away not guaranteed to end up in a fucking ICU on a mm-hmm. ventilator. Half the people in that video already looked fucking sick. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, I just am. Uh, I those those people are obviously like beyond reproach, but at the same time, I I understand wanting to believe that it won't be so bad. You know? yeah, I think it's yeah. it's really difficult to process. Like I've seen a lot of people on Facebook basically saying like it's not that bad or whatever, and I think it's just like it's unfathomable to people to think about you know millions of people dying. It is, and that that's the guy I was talking to. It just he I, I asked him why it sounded extreme, you know, given all these predictions from people who are way smarter than I am, and he he didn't he never responded, and it's like he's just scared. Like he doesn't want to admit that it could be that bad. Yeah, of course. We're all scared. Yeah, but the first step into doomerism is thinking, oh, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah. So <laughs> once, once you get that through your mind, everything else kind of comes naturally. So here's the difference between South Korea and Italy. <clears throat> so in South Korea, only 3% of coronavirus cases are in the 80 plus population. And 19 3%. 3%, well. And 19% of coronavirus cases are in the age 80 plus part of the population in Italy, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a question here of testing, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, there's there's obviously an imbalance between the normal curve you would expect to see based on the actual population distribution in Italy and the number, the percentage of cases distribution – where ages 60 plus are very overrepresented, right? So clearly they're, they're, they are catching fewer of the mild and asymptomatic cases in the, young, out. Yeah, in right. the like 59 and under population. But Korea, they have a basically normal age distribution in terms of the distribution of coronavirus cases, except for the th- fact that 30% of their confirmed cases are between the ages of 20 and 29. 30%? 30%. Oh wow. Ag- so uh, yeah, if if you consider their their case fatality rate then it's extremely skewed because almost nobody under 30 dies. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's 30% of their confirmed cases. That's wild. Case. I I didn't uh, know it was that high. Yeah, it's because of that that crazy cult accounted for yeah. such 
It was it was such a crazy Wait, what huge... You never so, heard about this? No. Oh man. Yeah, there was a crazy Go cult ahead, in South Korea. It's mm-hmm. like a weird church. They, I, I forget, they've done weird things with trying to get people sick in the past as well. They have, yeah. But so anyway, this twenty-something woman got it, and she's a member of this church that mm-hmm. is very much a cult and overwhelmingly female because I think it's you know it's like a pervert at the head of it, some old guy, uh. and. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Don't quote me in this. But <laughs> but what I do know is the membership tends to be young and she transmitted it to like 450 people all on her own. And then they transmitted oh it to God. others in their social networks and in the church. So an enormous disproportionate number of coronavirus cases in Korea come from that one cluster, which was so dramatically huge and almost all people under 30 yeah on february 25th uh business insider wrote that the um the cult has like two two hundred thousand members they're just a doomsday cult really they have two hundred thousand members and they're all being tested but that church is linked to more than 60 percent of the total cases in korea yeah oh my god yeah it's just fucking it's weird so fuck so yeah. Pe- yeah, and so people quoting uh, the Korea case fatality rate as like reassuring are being somewhat. It, it, it's also misleading in the same way that the Italy numbers are probably an overrepresentation of how fatal the disease is. I'm sure right. you know Italy's case fatality rate right now is 8.5 percent, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously. The disease obviously does not have an 8.5% mortality rate overall in the whole population, but right. it also definitely doesn't have a 0.6% fatality rate either. No, no. Yeah. And uh, as I was, uh, we were talking before, Carrie, about how LA has basically told their health system to just stop testing now. Really, and that if if people come in with uh, symptoms that align with COVID, just go ahead and treat them as if they were positive. That's crazy. I mean, I think yeah. that, that's something that's really bothered me that we're not really going to know the extent of this at all. Because, like, I mean, we you know, we really won't know. Yeah, like my my boyfriend and I were sick. Like, we tried to get tested and we couldn't. Um, I talked to my ex. He's in um, Tampa and he has asthma and he actually like went to an urgent care facility because he was like you know, throwing up blood from coughing so much and they kicked him out. They were like, you can't get tested. Oh, wow. You can't do anything. Leave. Please get out of here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if he's in Tampa, that's like, that's the epicenter of the entire state is Tampa. Yeah. So him and his girlfriend are sick and they can't get tested. Like yeah. no, nobody's he's at getting extreme tested. risk in there. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to know for a really long time how bad this is. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, a girl who works at a university I work at went to Tampa to visit her grandparents for over, over spring break. What? And is now trying to come back to work. Oh my and god! And apparently, HR has told her or has told her bosses that there's nothing they can do to stop her from coming back. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So now everybody at work is like going to talk to the head of the department and being like, "You cannot let this girl come back to work." Is it a job You're she gonna can do fucking from home? kill us? Like, what does she? No, do? it's not. It's we, I work in the grounds department. Okay. So there's no way she can remote work. Uh, so to tell her like you can't work, don't come in. You're not going to get paid, right? Uh, it's just as fucked up as saying come in and infect everybody because there are people 
in the grounds department who are at, you know, pretty high risk already mm-hmm. for this because there are some older folks. Ugh. But yeah, some people are just totally oblivious to it. Like to, to go to Tampa and then to just call and be like, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming into work Monday. No big deal. Yeah. Like it's like, it's nothing. <laughs> Fucking Fuck. weird. Yeah. I was saying before, it seems like um, my wife and I both work at the university, so we'll probably be fine as far as like job, you know, job wise. Oh, you work at a because, university? Is it is it yeah. shut down? No, it's not shut down. I still I still am working. She works from home because she works. Uh, she has a desk job, so she can work remotely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I still go into work. And uh, our class is still on. Yeah, so they're they're on, but they're held remotely. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's what my boyfriend's university is doing. Yeah, so. they yeah. told people before spring break <laughs> that if you leave town, don't come back. Just take classes online. Yeah. And there are there are a few students who stayed in the dorms. They kept the dorms open open over spring break, mm-hmm. and uh, those those people are basically like quarantined inside the dorm rooms. They're at gonna, least they didn't get kicked out. No, but at the same time, they're keeping the libraries open and they're keeping the dining halls open, mm-hmm. and all that. You know, they closed the gym, but you know th- those areas are going to have those. There'll be collections of students in there, way more than ten people. So yeah, I don't know. And you know, for me, the I I have a meal plan, so I go to dining halls to eat. So uh, that's not ideal. Yeah. No, I, I was I was asking around, like you know, uh, what's going to happen with uh with us as far as like uh, me and the two guys, two other guys who do my job, and um nobody has any fucking idea. Basically, <laughs> it's oh, a it's God. a total it's a total mess. Of course, uh, of course. I I wasn't able to get confirmation that people would be paid even. Really? If, if they were sent home. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, the university is calling back certain budgetary things. Like, yeah, the grounds crew has this, has a certain budget to buy, like, new machinery and shit every year. And mm-hmm. they called that they called that budget back. So, uh, I don't know how they're spending money, because, of course, they don't tell me. <sighs> but, I, you know, I know, I know the football team's still practicing, so... <laughs> if 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 you keep the football team practicing and people on the grounds crew lose their fucking house, mm-hmm. I I don't I I I don't see a way for them to send people home without paying them and not end up with a tremendous scandal. I'm sure they because they, if 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 they if they send people home without paying them, I'm gonna I'll be on the fucking news because right. I'll be at that university working until they call the police to get me off. Yeah. I have to work. Like I cannot I can't miss a paycheck, so oh, yeah. God. that's how my university's handling it. They're not at all, really. Doesn't seem good. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm still going into work Monday. Fuck. There were there were rumbles of moving to like a skeleton crew where only certain guys come in. Right. But that's not official yet. So everybody's just coming in and everybody's just horribly anxious. And the morale is like in the pits. It's yeah, I can't imagine. The total disaster. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sam was talking earlier. He he works in sales for an ISP, mm-hmm. and he's he's working remotely. What do you do for work? Um, I'm a DevOps engineer, and I've been working from home for ten years. So like nothing has changed hey, for me nice. at all. It's nice. not a real nice. job. I go beep boop on the computer. So. Yeah, yep. that's the same thing <laughs> Sam does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my uh. 
nothing has changed for me at all. And my, like I was saying, my, my boyfriend, he's working on his doctorate and he's mostly home most of the time anyway. Like most of his work happens here in like our little office. So not much has really changed for us. That's good. How, uh, how, how insulated is your career? Do you think from like huge numbers of layoffs? Um, I mean, generally it's probably pretty insulated because of the type of software that I work on, but there is like some weird stuff before the outbreak started. Like, um, you know, I went to Vegas to volunteer a few weeks ago when I came back, my company had actually been sold. Um, awesome. <laughs> and then I had like a weird meeting with my boss where it seemed like she was setting it up to fire me. But I think that's kind of been like forgotten in this crisis. Oh, that's so, good. Um, oh, it's a yeah. great thing. A great timing for you. What do you mean? Nothing's yeah. changed. You, um, your job's gotten better. Yeah. I mean, the, the software <laughs> we work on is like without going into too much detail, like tax related. So like as long as, you know. Companies oh, yeah. need we, to use we our still software. Paying taxes, yeah. 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 So and it got extended. The so tax season's even longer this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it really? I didn't even I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's till July. Thank God, because I wasn't yeah. gonna do my fucking taxes. Are you kidding? Yeah. I filed in January before every before anything started. So Yeah. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I always I do that. Are... File it and get it as early as possible. You're so responsible. I never do that. I always wait till the last minute. Well, I just want yeah, to I don't know. It's like a it's like a New Year tradition for me. As soon as they come in, I'm like, ooh, I get to do my taxes now. Yeah, <laughs> weird. I don't know. You guys are like adults. <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we uh, I I keep seeing this thing on Twitter about a, na- a national rent strike, which uh, until it gets more organized, seems like a really irresponsible thing to do. It's- to tweet about. It's really frustrating to see, like, I won't name any accounts, but, like, certain accounts constantly tweeting stuff like that and acting like they're doing organizing by tweeting and, like, telling people yeah. to not pay their rent. And it's like, all you're right. going to do is get 19-year-olds to not pay their rent and get evicted. If you're not talking to your neighbors, you're not doing a fucking rent strike. Like, nope. that's not what's happening. There was, there was there's one building, I think, in San Francisco <laughs> that uh, organized a rent strike with all the tenants to live there. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. Exactly. And- the problem is like where where I live, I rent from a uh, a uh, like a holdings company, and they have mm-hmm. properties all over town, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are lived in like are occupied by students who have now gone home, oh. so their rent's probably being paid by their parents anyway. Right. So there's no way for me to organize a rent strike with God, my with the company. Weird. There's just no way. Yeah, I have to pay rent. Uh, I basically, and it's weird because the um. The real estate company that I pay, they represent the landlord. So I've never met my landlord, never spoken to the guy who owns the place. I just paid the leasing company. So I, I can't even like call the guy who I rent from and say, hey, you know, help. We're out of work. We, we can't pay rent. Please help us. God. Yeah. So that's like a that's like a, a, a nightmare of homeownership now is just that you're so far removed from it that you just collect a check from the um, the real estate company. Super normal. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of landlord defenders coming out of the cracks now on Twitter. I really like the take that was saying um, it's ableist to. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, landlords. yeah. Somebody was saying like you know a lot of people that are like disabled. This is their only income, so it's like oh, ableist fuck. to not pay your rent or something. First of all. That's definitely not true. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Second of all, I just love this idea that like, if you are part of a group that is marginalized in some way, that gives you carte blanche to exploit other groups of people. 
uh, and be a, just a, a <laughs> right. complete piece of shit, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's that's gone on. That's been going on for a while, though. Like, uh, guess what? Any shitty group of people will have a few members of it who are marginalized somehow. That of course it, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't give you an excuse to like. I I, I don't care if you're disabled or trans or a person of color or whatever working for lockheed martin is bad i don't give a shit <laughs> right. right all right being in the military really and dropping think. bombs on children is bad yeah, yeah. you're the enemy I, I mean i really just don't think that there's a lot of like disabled people that are like one month away from poverty that like own properties <laughs> yeah like, i <laughs> no. just don't I'm no. sorry. <laughs> exactly and- there are a lot of people who are like, well, what about the people who rely on like the only source of income is uh, like taking rent? And yeah, I'm like, well, maybe maybe you should get a fucking job, dude. Right. Exactly. I was like, uh, well, maybe they should have got a real fucking job and not be a parasite. Yeah, it's it's like if if your if your entire you know personal finances can fall apart if someone can't pay rent, that sounds like a one a pretty shitty uh, investing strategy. Right. And two, sounds like you should probably, you know, go work at fucking Walmart, be a cashier. Stop and, buying and, lattes. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop eating your fucking avocado toast. There you go. <laughs> I got lots of thoughts on landlords. And yeah, I think about landlords quite a lot and not in ways that people think. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and they're like, oh, but I have a mortgage to pay. It's like, so you have other people paying your mortgage for you. And you're upset that that's not going to keep happening. Well, uh, fuck you. Why should other people pay your mortgage for you? Yeah. Like, why are you paying a mortgage on a house that you don't live in? Yeah. First off. And like, if all you're doing by being a landlord is transferring the responsibility of paying your mortgage to the person who currently lives in the house. Like, it's not their fucking problem. It truly is not their problem if you can't pay the mortgage. It's not their house. They have no, they have no claim to the house. So if you lose the house, all, all you're doing is fucking them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's. It, uh, God, I hate my landlords. first apartment that I lived in got foreclosed on while I was living in it. Awesome. Like, I guess the landlord wasn't able to like keep paying. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. How, how long did they give you to move out? Um, we were actually really lucky because we were like at the end of the lease already, but it was like really scary. We just got this thing in our mailbox saying like, this is to notify you that we're, you know, doing foreclosure on this property. I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad we're not going to live here anymore. I think it was like, I want to say it was like 60 days or something. It was like some kind of notification like that, but we were already moving out, thankfully. Yeah. There was this one like psychotic email that somebody got and posted on Twitter about how if you don't pay your, like they, um... It's like, uh, it was talking about like, uh, yeah, we know they paused evictions for most properties, but that law doesn't apply to us. So if you don't pay your rent, we're going to kick you out. Yeah, and you know, on- really to- honestly, at this point, totally removed from humanity, especially if you live in a place where cops have really pulled back on um, various kinds of arrests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your landlord tries to evict you. My attitude is like, come and take it, motherfucker. Yeah, what are you going to, yeah. What are you going to do, yeah. Yeah. yeah they told, uh, I remember like last week in in Philadelphia, the police chief uh, basically said that, okay, we're going to stop, we're going to stop actively arresting for like non-felony offenses, basically. That's right. Hell yeah. yeah. Which, then, then which They're, un- they're just going to write arrest warrants, but. Yeah. Time to steal. And that's, and that's, that's right. Thing. Go steal now in Philadelphia. 
You heard it here uh, first. Landlords, you know, I'm not serious. Only, Go do it. Go steal. Not only are they cowards, and uh, par- I mean, not only are they parasites, they're cowards because who do they de- depend upon to enforce the existing system of property relations? The cops. They don't do it themselves. Well, not, all the cops exist is to enforce the yeah when uh, landlords property ev- rights yeah when landlords evict someone they're not going there with you know a gun and a bulletproof vest and doing it themselves nope it's called they the have, cops yeah like landlords are so fucking worthless they don't even enforce their own property rights and that's literally their whole only job is to own property yeah, yeah. if their own if their sole income comes from taking rent from people and you won't even enforce the rent collection yourself i mean you're just a parasite yeah i don't yeah. know yeah well uh, lowest I, I, of the low i tweeted this um but really they're even worse than parasites because parasites don't have a choice that's just the, how they evolved you know if they that's if, true. <laughs> if they don't parasitize something they'll die Whereas yeah. a landlord is actively making a choice to leech off of other people. So really they're worse than <laughs> leeches. True. Yeah, th- there's a there's a guy I'm friends with on Facebook. So I'm not actually, we're not actually friends. But uh, he considers himself a landlord. And he rents out, because he pays mortgage on a house that he lives in. But he rents out other bedrooms in the house. So I, I, don't, I don't know. He's a leftist as well. So I, I don't know how he... Comes to grips with calling himself a landlord. I have opinions on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I think that it's like on left Twitter, a lot of people are like kill all landlords or whatever, and I really just don't think somebody who like rents out a room in their house was like, you know, part of the people targeted by like Chinese land reform. Yeah. And no. everybody always wants to like invoke Mao when somebody like rents out two rooms in their house or something. I yeah. That, that's very yeah, silly I- to me. Well, it, yeah, it's it's a, a different case as well because there are there are definitely tiers to uh. To landlords. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, hedge funds buying up property all over the country and becoming landlords to thousands of properties is the worst possible version. And slumlords right. are the worst possible version. And people who have, like, you know, a, 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 what are those things called when you have a little house in the back of your yard? So just a guess. Oh. House? Like a mother-in-law thing. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, and like you rent that out. It's like, it's I don't approve of it, but it's not. They shouldn't die as evil. <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those yeah. people yeah. can probably be re-educated and their property appropriated. <laughs> yeah. They they'll have a chance to uh to to revoke their previous position. If 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 Mao could allow the Chinese emperor to be reeducated and come a, become a communist, I'm sure we can allow people who rent out their guest house to become communists. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can find it in my heart to allow that. Yeah, yeah. Now, management companies and slumlords and hedge funds that own property. Mm, no, mm, eh. no, yeah, dead. We're occupying those buildings. Yeah, up against the wall. Yep. Yep. I um. And it's it's like you know we, we say where we used to say uh, I should say we used to say all this with like a little like an undertone of irony, but now now that this shit is like right in our face and it's changing so fast, I just don't know anymore. And it it could it could come time pretty soon when the rubber will meet the road and we'll see who who's about it. I don't know. Nah, maybe. Yeah, it just. Or it, we're all it, gonna it, die. Who knows? It, yeah, it depends if Sam is right or not. It's all. It's all on you, Sam. Yeah, we're. De- I mean, 
I think people sometimes is confuse, it Bronze Age collapse or not? I think it is, but what sometimes people get confused about is if you just say this is the end of our society, they think you mean this is like total human extinction. It's like no, 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 no. That's no, ridiculous. There will be something after. Yeah, always. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've had systems collapse moments in history before, and obviously people eventually rebuilt new societies in the wake of the ones that were completely destabilized and that way of life came to an end. Life didn't come to an end. A way of life came to an end. So that's what that's, that's all really I'm good saying. Way to put it. I think yeah. our way of life is about to come to an end, not the lives of everybody living it. Yeah. And there I mean the way that we're living is not sustainable anyway. Right? Anyway. Like, right. At, I mean yeah. at some point ecological collapse would have forced the issue. So Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is just accelerating it. Yeah, as much as I don't want to talk about accelerationism, yeah. It is. And it's it's like you said, uh, you know, systems collapse moments have happened in the past and uh, are usually followed up by something worse than what was there before. Unfortunately, that is often the case. <laughs> yeah. There is a line straight from Rome to the fucking Nazis. So oh, God. <laughs> from Rome to the Byzantine Empire to the That's Holy true. Roman Empire That's to true. the if Weimar Rome, Republic. If Rome had never collapsed, we would be living in utopian eco-socialism by now. That has been my That's position. That's right for that's a right. very long time <laughs> yeah. and people say that's a very stupid position and it is but i don't care you can't convince me otherwise you can't disprove it look at rome and tell me that they didn't have like luxury gay you know they didn't have space yet but if you give them time they would have had luxury gay space communism they were they fully were, automated they were getting so you know oh god they just they were they very luxurious of- they were extremely gay they had a few things they needed to get right uh, to make it happen, but it's always uh, always damn imperialism. Plus, the, you know, well, but their imperialism was different. You know, like British European imperialism in the modern world was for sure worse, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, if you were like in a Roman province at a certain point in Roman history, you were automatically a Roman citizen, right? Yeah, um, you'd, and, yeah, and yeah. all the emperors after like Aurelius came from the provinces because they were elevated by the military and the military was in the provinces. You know, you can't imagine yeah. the British mm-hmm. Empire being run by like a queen who came from India. And every person in India is actually not a British subject, but a British citizen with full legal rights of citizens. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I, I always, I, yeah, I always try yeah. to explain that the modern empires of Europe from, you know, the 1500s onward were the worst possible version of empire that has ever existed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sun never sets imperialism is way worse than uh, SPQR imperialism. Absolutely, and I don't care if people can't. All right, that. no, Probably. fuck it. Yeah, we, we we should sit and we we've talked about Rome two episodes in a row now. We should <laughs> find time to do a special episode, oh. just a whole hour and a half of Rome. Absolutely, I know you're down because you are always excited to talk about it. I am. I'm literally <laughs> the one who keeps bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, um, Carrie. Is there anything? I, yeah, you, you came in uh, 
gave, gave us a bit of insight into Cuba. And you also just hung out. Thanks fun. for having me. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time.